Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two times Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and somebody who's going to learn a, a thing or two about real college football once Oklahoma joins the SEC with the fight in Texas Aggies. <laughs> Tony Casillas, TC, what up? Yeah, you too. You're going to uh, learn a little bit more about Texas being in the SEC. Um, little brother, I may add, but everything's good. Uh, probably not quite as rested as some of the players are going to be in the National Football League. Considering I just found this out, seems like I always find something out right before we start doing our show in the morning that I didn't realize that the players have three days off this week. Don't practice until Thursday. It'd be the Cowboys because a new collective bargaining agreement. So you're going to have a lot of NFL teams well rested, especially those skilled position players that hadn't really gotten a lot of reps in this preseason. They're going to be rested for next week against Tampa Bay. So, yeah, no, and that's a really exciting sentence just because, you know, the way, the way you're like next week against, oh, Tampa they Bay. need more rest. Well, I mean, come on, you know, let's, let's go, let's get ready. Let's, you know, we gotta, we gotta empty the arsenal next week. We, um, we are down to single digits, Tony. There are nine days between now and the 2021 yeah. Dallas Cowboys season All opener. Right. Uh, so everybody knows this is going to be a quicker version of the seven five Oh, um, to be frank, this is a an awkward day to record a podcast because if Tony and I start talking about something, um, there are a lot of players who are being cut left and right. In fact, at the time of our recording, just so everybody knows, it's about almost 8.30 a.m. Central Time on Tuesday, August 31st. There have been about five Dallas Cowboys cuts already. Uh, but a notable one, Tony, have you um have you ever seen Breaking Bad? Have you ever watched that show before? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, I, uh, that's uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's okay. epic. So, um, well, this is the perfect way to start. You know, after Walter White um, defeats Gus Fring, the the chicken, yeah. And, and you know, remember, um, <laughs> yeah. all all the police are at his house with his wife and his son and his brother in law, the DEA agent and right. his sister in law. Mm -hmm. And his wife calls him and she's like, "What's going on?" You know, all the cops are here, whatever. And and he's like all bandaged up and he says, "I won." You remember that part? You know, like that part's <laughs> yeah. really okay. Oh, that's, so I need to go back and watch it now that you mentioned Breaking Bad. I need to watch it again. Right. So um, that's <laughs> Cooper Rush today. He He's calling everybody saying, I won. Because no surprise, Tony, uh, the Cowboys did wave Ben DiNucci. Long live the meme. But everybody knew this was coming. Um, but they did release Garrett Gilbert. So uh, for the brief time we're going to hang out here, this, you know, let's just kind of address this. I mean, there's not a lot of, you know, all due respect to all these people. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, cut Stephen Parker, uh, also Tyler Coyle and Austin Feolu, uh, the defensive tackle. So not really notable players right now, but it is notable that they are seemingly Tony committing to Cooper Rush uh, as the primary quarterback behind Dak Prescott, the 12th most important starter, as people like to say on offense. Your thoughts on Cooper Rush winning the job for well, right now, because now, it could change. Yeah, I, I think for right now, I think, uh, you know, good win for Cooper Rush. Uh, who has, uh, has kind of waited it out and, and really taken his opportunity to seize the moment and prove that he is a viable backup. So you, you got to respect that. Uh, but again, a lot of things can happen. I mean, this is the, you know, when the hammer drops, so to speak, today. Uh, eight, uh, excuse me, three, you know, the, the roster is going to be cut down to 53 by three o'clock uh, Central Standard Time today, Eastern Time, whatever it may be. So, a lot of things we may decisions will be made, but um, I think that you know Garrett Gilbert or certainly Ben Denucci did not really <laughs> you know make a, a case for themselves as poorly as they played. And Cooper Rush 
took a advantage of what he his reps on the field, and ultimately that's what really won him the so-called backup job right now. So um, as we're recording, so everybody knows this is how the sausage is made. The Cowboys are waving defensive end Rondell Carter, um, also a you know a JMU product along with Ben DiNucci. Um, and we have a tracker going at bloggingtheboys.com. So if anybody wants to open that up on the day, we'll get this published right away. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, well, by, the way, by the way, everyone really needs to know that you are the face of blogging the boys. <laughs> so that's why you need to be intertwined, plugged in on all these different movements made, uh, during the course of the day. I just got to give you props because you're always all over it along with everyone else on the staff of blogging the boys. Tony is I'm just a small country. I'm such a, I'm just a small contributor to this fantastic platform that we have here. Tony is way too kind. Uh, but so uh, we do have <laughs> this, uh, this tracker going. And so it's literally one article and it will constantly be updated throughout the day. And we'll let you know all the people that the Dallas Cowboys have cut. We will also, Tony, um, you mentioned kind of everything we're doing. We have a live show that we are running on the blog on the boys YouTube channel later on today on Tuesday, starting at 2 p.m. Central time. In case anybody wants to check that out, we'll talk about all the cuts the Cowboys have made, what they're making in the final hour and what the final 53 man roster ultimately looks like. Um, but um, back to the Cooper Rush, Greg Gilbert thing. I don't want to be chicken little. The sky is falling. Okay. So let me be clear about that, but I have some thoughts on this. It is. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, the Cowboys have just now released Darian Thompson, the veteran safety. So, and uh, Todd Archer notes that he could be back soon, at least on the practice squad and get called up for week one. If he doesn't go elsewhere, that's the thing, Tony, and you know, this, the, the way the rosters are put together, Teams will cut guys who they feel like won't get picked up by other teams so that they can carry certain players. That's the the way that they also, it's a, it's a tough business. And so, um, but you know, I don't want to forget about the, my, my Cooper rush point, the Dallas Cowboys, the most valuable sports team in the world, right. Um, moved forward with Garrett Gilbert as the primary option at QB two, they didn't sign anybody in the off season. They let Andy Dalton walk and that's fine. Like I'm not saying they should have paid Andy Dalton or anything. Um, but the only reason that Garrett Gilbert was given priority at QB two was because he did not look terrible against the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. That's it. Like, like that is literally the reason because he looked okay when the Cowboys lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team, mind you, that went on to completely collapse one month later. So Garrett Gilbert's biggest quality was that he looked okay against them. In a game where the Cowboys threw everything they had at Pittsburgh, remember the fake punt and, or fake punt mm. return and everything? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to say that was dumb. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy. That was dumb. But that was really silly. And it was actually really arrogant to not bring in anybody else because Cooper Rush – they cut last year. They, like People forget that. They cut Cooper Rush last year to carry Andy Dalton and, at the time, a rookie named Ben DiNucci. And, again, Andy Dalton moved on. Wish him all the best. But the fact – and so they let, they let Garrett be QB2 all throughout camp, and he actually got to work with the starters all through most of camp because of Dak's lat strain and the fact that he missed so much time throwing. So he gets all this time, Garrett Gilbert, in training camp, in the preseason – all the way up to final, you know, cut day. And they just, you know, because last week against Houston, he did not look good and they pulled him for Cooper Rush. I mean, I don't want to say this is a short-sighted decision, 
but because Garrett Gilbert did not look good for a very long time, but we're just going to like hand the reins off to Cooper Rush. Now. You know what I mean? Like it just, it feels like there isn't a lot of thought here is my, my, where I'm coming. I think, I think it's a, it's a combination of, uh, you know, these coaches, they just, you know, they, they get set in their ways and they see that veteran uh, player, the quarterback that's had some experience in the NFL. Okay. And then the, the second thing of that is with Andy Dalton, you paid him a ton of money to be the backup. Okay. So you're married to him. So you're not going to cut Andy Dalton. And I think Garrett Gilbert did everything he could do to not win the job and make him we're we're not going to keep you because you played so poorly and there's not a commitment there. And it's just kind of like the Andy Dalton and Justin Fields debate in Chicago. You know, the, you know, Matt Nagy, he, he, Matt Nagy, he is married to Andy Dalton because he committed to him as a veteran because he has, he's had that experience. And whether Justin Fields is, is ready or not, you know, to play big boy football in the NFL, I mean, that's another debate. So, you know, the whole thing with, uh, with Garrett Gilbert is like, look, you play poorly. You didn't validate a, a reason why we should keep you. Uh, Cooper Rush um, is better, was more efficient during the preseason. And so we're going to move on. Now, I don't think the narrative's over right now, RJ. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they really, you know, maybe bring someone else in here. I don't know that they see that that's been waived and an asked for a veteran quarterback. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to get into, well, you know, why did you spend all this time with Garrett Gilbert? Cause I know, I know the, the thought process of these coaches and, you know, the guys that make decisions is that we're going to go with the, the experienced guy and it's your job to lose. And just so happen. Dak didn't get any reps and he wasn't going to play. So it was basically the battle of the backups. And that was really the storyline. There's kind of a small storyline in the preseason game. And as a result, as bad as you played Garrett Gilbert, you're no longer on this team. We're moving on to a younger unproven guy. Cooper rush, as you mentioned, got cut last year. Yeah. I mean, like, again, I'm not trying to be like worst team ever. You know what I mean? Like they've completely, you know, botched this, whatever. What I'm just saying is, okay, so to use the like the wedding analogy, the getting married analogy, they, you know, they, they, they met, you know, Garrett Gilbert one time and proposed. That's kind of how this went because of, of one game that he played again, fine in against Pittsburgh last year. And they proposed right away. And they spent all this time planning the wedding. They went through, they picked all the flowers. They picked all the table settings. They, they made a Spotify playlist with the music. They got in shape. You know what I mean? They, they went on a diet. You know what I'm saying? They, they did all the stuff. They, they took the photos and everything like that. And then a week before the wedding, they met somebody else. They said, and they off of that one day said, you know what? I'm going to go marry this person. And then planned another wedding. You know what I mean? Just to move on. Like it's, it's a little reckless is, is too dramatic of a term, but it's a little reckless. This is an important position. And I'm not trying to be like, man, QB, if your QB two is not good, you're doomed. But this is a really important position, especially given the way things went for this team last year. Well, yeah. And I think that you, you don't know that, you know, something, ha God forbid something happens to Dak and Cooper Rush is the guy. And, and I think when we look at this, this the comparison between this year and last year, is that the offensive line was decimated, and and we can just say we can go back and just say, you know, compare it to Andy Dalton's experience. I mean, the offensive line was 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 bad. He wasn't he wasn't mobile. Uh, didn't really have an opportunity, and so he looked really really bad. And 
it's one of the reasons why they didn't bring it back. And just, you know, he, he you know, he was like a rental for one year. So I'm not going to get into, I, I think that be, again, before this season, before training camp started, you had more evaluation, someone like Garrett Gilbert, opposed to Cooper Rush. And so if I'm a, if I'm evaluating both quarterbacks, I mean, yeah, of course, Garrett Gilbert has the edge because of his experience in that one game. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that as opposed to Cooper Rush. And again, Cooper Rush took it full advantage of his opportunity was, a, was much better in preseason than Garrett Gilbert and in, in practice and in his reps and doing things a, a, a little bit differently and more efficient. And ultimately, that's what happened. And I think that was the best best way to evaluate. Sometimes you don't get that opportunity to evaluate the quarterback that way. And, and Dak was not available the whole preseason. So, um, you know, I think that that's a, a good analogy of that. <laughs> uh, nice way to brag about your own analogy. Nice. <laughs> um, so well, no, Jer- I'm, just, I'm trying to figure out what other analogy there is no. because, you know, I think you're overthinking this a little, just a little bit too much, partner. I agree. So uh, put too much value in a backup quarterback, considering what we've had to look at during the preseason. And, and it's pretty bad when Cooper Rush plays better than Garrett Gilbert. I mean, what does that, what does that tell you? So two things. Tell you he's gotten much better and more efficient at the position or Garrett Gilbert's just declined. Um, two things. One, and this is, you know, things are happening fast, which is why, you know, we're just, this is kind of a, this is kind of a, a not a leftovers edition of the seven five Oh, but this is like, um, you know those those crustables, those like peanut butter jelly like pocket things. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, they're horrible. Okay, but still, this is like that kind of episode. <laughs> like this is like you're running out of the house into the car. You got to get somewhere. You just grabbing whatever you can eat uh, on the that's way. That's all you got. Right? Um, so two things. One, Jerry is on 105 through the fan, literally as you and I are recording right now, um, and he said that it will be a quote high bar for another quarterback to be added that could beat out Cooper Rush to be Dak's Mm. backup. His specific quote says, it's a high bar when you got the background in it that Cooper has. Um, John Machado from The Athletic tweeted this out. So the Cowboys seemingly, Tony, not interested in adding anybody that isn't uh, or or a quarterback, um, which is is dumb. Like that, that part is dumb. Like what high bar does Cooper have? You know what I mean? Like this, we haven't, do you know, the Cooper has never started a game in the NFL. Ever. Not not once. Not a single time. He's an undrafted free agent uh, since 2017. Most of his time has been spent backing up Dak Prescott. Um, and again, got cut last year. Jason Garrett picked him up, had a cup of coffee with the Giants, came back, whatever. I do wonder, uh, he, he used to be number seven. And that number has seen a lot of players lately. It was uh, it belonged well, it's belonged to Ben DiNucci, but Hunter Nicewander wore it. Lareem Harulahula wore it. Um, and now number seven is available. Um, so there's been a big debate, Tony, whether Cristiano Ronaldo was going to get number seven back at Manchester United. This isn't that same kind of debate. Uh, but I do wonder if um, uh, if uh, Cooper will get number seven back. But uh, Calvin Watkins, the Dallas Morning News, had a tweet responding to Ian Rappaport um, because the Carolina Panthers uh, waived quarterback Will Greer. And Calvin Watkins said, this is an interesting name for the Cowboys to potentially consider that they liked him coming out of college. Um, I don't know that I feel good about that yet. Like you're, you're never going to feel good about your backup quarterback, but I just, I don't know. It feels flat right now. It's kind of how yeah, I is Will Greer. Is he from the, he, from West Virginia? That's the one. Correct me if I'm wrong. The one yeah. and only. 
Yeah. Um, look, I, I think that, again, I, I think that these quarterbacks change year by year and experience by experience. And I, I, I think, again, if we go back, if we want to talk about this and make this a, a big topic, you got to go back and compare 2020 to 2021 and a quarterback and under those elements having to deal with those issues, it was very difficult. Okay. And then this year, considering there was a preseason, there was an evaluation, there wasn't last year's, maybe those reps really just kind of triggered like, okay, well, this guy's got a little moxie to him. Okay. So we, we trust him more than we do Garrett Gilbert. And, you know, maybe this is a guy that eventually uh, if needed can come in and just be a serviceable backup because that's all you're really looking for. Right. I mean, if, if you get in a crisis and you have a quarterback and you have all your arsenal, you have all your health of your players, all you really need for guys to go in there and just hopefully just has some type of command and control. So maybe under uh, Kellen Moore and this offense and experiences, he's, he's matured and, really have kind of uh, been a student in the game and studied it. And really the game has kind of slowed down for him and I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm glad that he took advantage of that because a lot of guys wouldn't take advantage of it. They would ah. just kind of melt away and, and okay, well, I'm going to give it back to the other guy and got to give him props for that. I guess. Um, I but just... I don't understand why you're just, you're having a hard time getting over this mentality of Cooper rush being the backup quarterback. Now, are you are you? Did you see what Andy Dalton? How bad he was last year, and how much were the Cowboys paying him? So here's the thing, and, and you can't blame it all on Andy because Andy couldn't he couldn't get out of his own way. So I mean, I, he, he is was so immobile and under duress. So at least Cooper is a little younger version that has some mobility and do a little bit more play action. I'm gonna those, say. I'm going to say something about Andy Dalton that you're going to disagree with, but okay. uh, but it, I, I find it to be true. So we're just going to disagree. I think agree to disagree. I think that Andy would have been fine. Um, if he had had to, or rather um, if he had only, so if, if that, cause when you have this conversation with people, people say, well, if that goes down, the season's over anyway, right? Like that's what people like to say. And that's true. If Dak goes down for 10 games, season's over. It doesn't matter who your backup quarterback is. But if Dak goes I down, I, I, I don't know. It's for, for the most part, for the, yeah, for, the right. for the most part, general, general, you know, likelihoods. But if he goes down for a game, if he goes down for two games, if he goes down for a month, that you can overcome that you can survive. We've seen other NFL teams, you know, bide their time until their starting quarterback came back. That's happened to Mike McCarthy before in 2013 mm -hmm. with the green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers returned in week 17. They beat the Chicago bears, got into the playoffs. And so that's the, that's the hypothetical I'm worried about. And I, I still believe that if that had been the hypothetical last year, if, if Dak had only had to miss say a month, I, I know that the offensive line was beat up and the defense is bad and everything. I believe that Andy Dalton could have survived there, could have maybe in let's say it's four games. I think they could have gone two and two. I, that, like that's what you're hoping for. That's what I think Andy Dalton could have delivered. I don't think in any universe Andy can start 10 games for you. That's just not going to happen. And Matt Nagy seems to be the only person in the world who doesn't know that. But so and I, I don't mean this as a joke. I've said this several times in different podcasts. One of my absolute favorite signings that any NFL team made this offseason was the Buffalo Bills signing Mitchell Trubisky. 
And am I saying that Mitchell Trubisky is awesome? No, but Mitchell Trubisky is young. He has a lot of experience starting in the NFL. He's still figuring out who he is as an NFL player. And so that's that's the type of, that's the archetype of backup quarterback I like. That's why I wish the Cowboys had traded for Gardner Minshew. I mean, Cooper Rush to date has played four seasons in the NFL. He has never started an NFL game. He has thrown three passes in the regular season. That's it. Three passes in the regular season. It just seems it seems really reckless to me to entrust such a potentially important thing to that person. And I don't know anything negative about Cooper Rush, but that just seems reckless. And I understand that considering Dak Prescott's history of being injured. I mean, you want to get someone that's that's a viable someone you can count on as a quarter as a backup quarterback. So maybe there'll be more emphasis on that, and you can sleep better at night. And I, hope I just so. well, I, 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 that's the point. I, the point I'm making is that you know, although Josh Allen hasn't had any issues, is one of the top five quarterbacks in national at National Football League. You go out and get Mitchell Trubisky and solidify that backup position. Um, and I think some, I think maybe it's there's more emphasis on a backup quarterback when you've had a quarterback that's had issues of staying healthy. We don't, we haven't seen Dak in any preseason. We didn't see him last year. That's the thing about it. we always forget about the pandemic. There was no there was no preseason last year, right? And uh, unfortunately, he was just unlucky. So I can understand being a little bit more pessimistic. Or insecure about not having a backup quarterback, considering that. But I don't think that that's. I don't think that should ever be the thought process for uh, an organization or a, a, you know any type of you know trying to you know evolve your whole your whole offense and, and someone you're going to keep on the roster to really uh, help you feel good about what you're doing because yeah. I don't think that that's there's a lot of emphasis on that and considering. The health issue, the health is the number one component that you have to dodge going into a season and sustain during the season. And uh, the fact that you lose your quarterback, you know, to a catastrophic injury, uh, hopefully it's just an anomaly. Um, so, um, I guess, I mean, like, again, I'm not saying like the season's doomed or anything. I just think some teams take that position more seriously than others. And it's not always needed. Thank God. Right. Like, like hopefully Tony, this is a conversation that never, you know, is, is something that, that has merit, right? Like hopefully we're, hopefully I'm, I've, you know, I'm just, you know, bummed about this for no reason. Hopefully Dak starts every game, plays every snap. You know, we never see the light of day from Cooper Rush, but that will mean that the Cowboys got lucky. And that's all I'm saying is they're banking on getting lucky as opposed to being prepared. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, you know. Well, I understand. You want a security blanket, but I mean, what kind of security blanket do you really have in a backup quarterback? Because you never know. Well, that's, what, yeah, some, I mean, some are, that's, I mean, we're just kind of like, some are better than who would you rather have Mitchell Trubisky or Cooper Rush to be QB two for your team? Well, Mitchell Trubisky, Gar- Gardner man. Minshew or Cooper Rush. Well, yeah, absolutely. And that's have that's what I'm saying. It, well, to me, I, I, but what's it, it going to cost you? I mean, what are you, you going to go out and I mean, what, you know, that's the thing also is like, what is it going to cost you to bring in a, a backup quarterback that's had playing experience in the national football league? Um, to me, I mean, I, I'm just glad that they put more emphasis on more the the focus is on deep, the defensive side of the ball. When I yeah. look at some of the players and went, God, I'd much rather 
focus Look, on that because I, I think I think Andy Dalton last year, considering how bad his offensive line was, uh, if they would have had any any type of help on the offensive side, the defensive side of the ball, it may have given him an opportunity to to be more manageable of a, a quarterback. But you know that's last year. That's what I'm saying. It's year by year. So I. I'm I'm good with who, you know them going with Cooper Rush. I, I I'll sleep at night. I'll sleep really well at night. Okay? I won't. Um, but that's just, that's because <laughs> I'm a freak. Um, to me, what it feels like, Tony, and I don't want to say every dog owner has learned this lesson, but sometimes uh, when I take the you know, and this is a good note to end on. Uh, so sometimes when I walk my dog, and I usually walk my dog before we record uh, our show because we record in the mornings. Um, sometimes I only take one bag for you know if if he has to go you know what i mean um right. in, instead and my wife always tells me take the little you know little thing that they come in the little like dispenser you know that has them mm-hmm. all or whatever oh yeah and yeah. i always i always ignore her because i'm dumb and i just take one bag and put it in my pocket and normally it's fine like you know normally he only goes once i just need one bag but there have been times where he has gone a second time and guess who doesn't have a bag you know what I mean? And that's me. And then I'm I'm the asshole who left a piece of crap in the middle of the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And you're, and you're the husband that didn't listen to, her, listen yeah, to his wife. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like <laughs> it was a it, it was a really simple thing to just get a second bag. You get a second bag, Cowboys. That's all I'm saying. Like, get it. And, and again, like Gar- Gardner Minshew, the Eagles paid a sixth round draft pick for it. Like you're asking, like, what's the acquisition cost? It's a sixth round pick. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? You know, like it's it's a sixth round pick at the end of the day. So um, but hopefully it's not necessary. Uh, just now, Tony, the Dallas Cowboys uh, waived Isaac Alarcon, the uh, player from Mexico who was profiled oh. on Hard Knocks last week. Yeah, it, it, he was never going to make the 53 man roster, but um, he is going to remain on the Cowboys practice squad as a roster exemption. Uh, so he still has a future in the NFL. Very excited to see him hopefully continue to develop. Maybe he has a chance to, I'm being optimistic here, but maybe win out the left guard spot next year after Connor Williams is gone, assuming that's the case. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so very, very, very busy day. Uh, but good to know that you believe in Cooper Rush, Tony. You know what? I just love the name. <laughs> you ever, you ever seen the movie August Rush? I have not. I didn't even know Let's that was a movie. I've never heard yeah, of that it's, before. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't make that up. But yeah, it's not. It's not Breaking Bad worthy. But right. I just every time I think about it, and, and look, I think I think it'll be fine. I think you just need to relax and kind of kind of stay away from that extra cup of coffee this morning. Oh, um, last last actual <laughs> last thing for you, Tony. I wouldn't. Twitter's freaking out about this. I wouldn't put a lot of stock in this. Uh, but Jerry Jones was asked on one of the fan about the linebacker depth chart. So the specific question about the depth chart and Jerry said, Keanu Neal, Micah Parsons, Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith. So, uh, um, what are you going to say? You, you know, you, you can't really trade Jalen Smith's contract. I mean, was he supposed to make 7.2 no, million? Like, I, I'm not doubting that he's on the roster, but that's what I'm saying is. Well, no, I'm just saying, I mean, he's got to mention him because I th- I was thinking he's kind of the odd man out, but considering, you know, the, the Jabril Cox and considering that he's kind of the swing man quarter, you know, a linebacker now. You know, I was, I had a you friend. Gotta, you you got to commit to him. I had you a got, friend. Jerry's <laughs> got to mention Jalen Smith, right? I know. I had a friend who's not a Cowboys fan, and he he was asking me. He was like, "So what's the deal with Jalen Smith? Like, why do Cowboys fans hate him?" And I was like, "It's a long story. Like, I don't, 
I don't have the time for this. So um, it is what it is. But look, Cooper Rush, fine. But hey, whatever. Um, college football's back. Uh, Solheim Cups this weekend. Roster's getting set. It's a good time for sports, Tony. Good time. You know what? We got to be remiss. I didn't say, I mean, didn't say something about the people in Louisiana. New Orleans Saints had to move their their practices up to you know, right. here in, in Arlington. And just the, the fact that what those those people have to go through in Louisiana every year, hold their breath, hoping that there's not a category four hurricane. But uh, thoughts and prayers are with all the people in Louisiana and everyone in the path of that Hurricane Ida. It's just a, just a tragedy. No, I agree. Uh, I think that's well said, Tony. Certainly, we're all thinking of and praying for the Louisiana area. And you mentioned it right now, the New Orleans Saints, um, not that football matters, you know, in the grand scheme of life. But uh, from a football perspective, the Saints are practicing at AT AT&T Stadium. Their home, their first game, their home, their their home opener, so to speak, is week one against the Green Bay Packers. It is very possible that they play that at AT AT&T Stadium. The Cowboys, uh, you know, obviously will be on the road in week one and in week two. So AT&T Stadium won't be utilized on a Sunday for uh, well, we know they're not practicing today. Don't they have three days off until Thursday? Right. And so actually, uh, now that I think <laughs> God, about I it, it, the Cowboys first Sunday game, let me get this right, um, at AT&T Stadium this year um, is not for a good minute. Month. Um, it's about a month away, right? It's more than a month away, Tony. Oh, the, yeah. So the, say the first three. Yeah. So there's, the because, season starts next week. So it'll be what, a month and well, so the first, five weeks. The first two games of the season are on the road for the Cowboys, weeks one and two. And then their home opener obviously is at home, but it's a Monday night football game. Right. Um, so their home opener is not until October 3rd against the Carolina Panthers. Or Sunday opener. Home Sunday opener is not until October 3rd. Um, that's a Mean Girls day, in case you care. You ever seen the movie Mean Girls? Yeah. Yeah. There's a line in is there. That, is it? Is that that's the one the, with Lindsay, Lindsay yeah, Lohan? Yeah, Lindsay Lohan yeah. movie. I never thought in my life that we would be discussing uh, Lindsay Lohan on the 750, but it's just been that kind of show. I kind of uh, like Lindsay Lohan, though. That movie's great. I mean, it's a cult classic, and so, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Tony, always great. Everybody, um, live show on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel at 2 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and then live show after Hard Knocks tonight. Busy, busy, busy day. Uh, Tony and I will be back next Tuesday on the 750 as we get ready for regular season football. Week one action coming at you later next week. This was the 750.